Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I receive the words to speak. Give me the tongue of the learner that I will know how to speak a word into to the one. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, to him that is weary. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, take your seats. You are welcome into God's presence. And join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And if you are ever in the Colorado Springs area, within driving distance, make it a point to be here Sunday morning. God is at work here. Lives are being changed. Bible says, Jesus said in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, that men, people, always ought to pray and not to faint, not to give up. Amen. Always. That means that prayer has to be uh, a lifestyle with us, just like it was with Jesus. So let it make it a point to come out during these times and pray. Amen. And as we pray, as a church and as individuals, Thank God for the amazing testimonies and thank God for what he's about to do. We are fasting and praying into the next half of the year. And God will go ahead of us into the rest of the year and take care of us and take care of everything else. Amen. Amen. So let's make it a point to come out. You don't know what is ahead. Do you know what's ahead in, in the rest of 2023? No. Well, then you need, we need to fast and to pray. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did in Ezra. This will help somebody. This is not the message, but it will help somebody. Ezra chapter 8, verse 21. It says that I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves, it's humility to fast, before our God to seek from him the right way for us, the right way for us and our little ones and our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. Because we are spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. Amen. To show the right way and to help us against the enemy on the road. Yes. Whatever has been planned into the rest of 2023, as you fast and pray, God will take care of those enemies. Yes. I said God will take care of those enemies. Yes. To show us the right way to go. Sometimes the right way is not the right way. Yes. So we are <laughs> praying and fasting ahead. And as we do that, the rest of this year will be better than the, the, the first half of this year. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of our Lord. Well, that was just an appetizer. Let's get into the main meal. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In this season, we have been studying about the message of Christ to the seven churches at the time in Asia Minor and what a rich study it's been. You can go out, go online and catch up if you missed any of it. But today, we are looking at the message to the church of Philadelphia. And like all the other messages, um, there is something in there that God has for us. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, These things says he who is holy, 
He who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that you may take that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. May God bless the reading of his word amen now um he says to the angel of the church and we talked about this this is talking about the messenger and most he's most likely he's talking to the pastor of the church the angel of the church in philadelphia right and what does he say so to, to, to start let's give you a background like all the others about the city of philadelphia now philadelphia was the gateway and this will apply to to the to to the message as we talk about it but it was the gateway to the rest of Asia, and it was on the east. It was the gateway or the door to Lysia, Phrygia, and Mysia, to the east. And so it was a very strategic town. And there were two kings in Pergamum. This city was set by Eumenes. And one time, uh, he was uh, the, the king in, in, in Pergamum. And when he... When he um, was king, one time a rumor came out that he has been assassinated. So when that, came, when that rumor came in, his brother Atlas took the throne in Pergamum. But later on, he found out that his brother was not assassinated. And so when his brother came back, he gave him his throne back. And when he gave him the throne back, in appreciation of what he had done, for, his brother had done for him, uh, not many people have done that. I mean, if, you are, if, you, if there's a rumor that you are dead and you come back, well, why didn't you stay dead so that I can be king? <laughs> but no, he was loyal to his brother and gave the throne back. And so Jimenez, in appreciation of what his brother had done, set up a city for him, and this was the city of Philadelphia, which actually, the word Philadelphia literally means brotherly love. So Philadelphia is city of Brotherly love. You actually, you actually go to Philadelphia here in the U.S. They have a, a love symbol there, and they call it the city of brotherly love. But that's where that came from. And so they had. He had. All, they also had a mission to take um, to make Philadelphia take their culture, their Greek culture in Philadelphia, and spread it to the east. They had a mission. A mission. It was not a gospel mission at the time, but their mission was to take the Greek culture in Philadelphia and spread it further east. And it's interesting that 100 years after they came up with that mission, the cities to the east had actually lost their native language and adopted Greek language as their official language. 
That's how amazing that feat was. So it would be like the governor of Texas makes it his mission to uh, make, this, make south, the, the northern part of Mexico, let it have an American culture and teach them English. And 100 years later, you got just go south of the border and everybody is speaking English and not Mexican. So that will, that will also apply uh, here when we t get in, into it. And so this church had a mission also, not only to, to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, but to take the message of the gospel and spread it as far as they possibly can. Another feature about this city, the third feature about this city, was that it was, fam it had a, it was famous for having earthquakes. And in 17 AD, it had a very major earthquake that shook the city. And after that, it kept having tremors. So the people sometimes left the city and stayed on the outskirts to avoid the tremors that came as a result uh, of that earthquake. It was very, very, very volatile geologically. And you'll see that application here as well as Jesus Christ speaks to these people. Now, and so he says to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David when no one op when he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. Now, Jesus Christ is described as holy. And here in Philadelphia, he later on he says to he says to these people, verse 9, he says, Indeed, I'll make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I'll make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I've loved you. So similar here in Philadelphia, like all the other cities, uh, the Jews who, 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 who lived there, when the Christians became Christian, they actually incited people against them. So here Jesus, and here in Philadelphia, they had a famous thing uh, against the Christians for standing with God and standing for the Lord Jesus Christ to the extent that they were blaspheming against Jesus and saying that Jesus is not the Messiah, he's not the Holy One, he's not the true person, so don't worship him. So Jesus introduces himself and his character to them by saying, look, I am the one that is holy. The one that you've been standing for, the one that you've been standing your ground for, I am the one who is holy. Who is true? Jesus is true. Jesus is the word. His word is true. And he will always be true to us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Then he says, he who was the key of David. That reference is, is coming from, go with me, it's coming from the book of Isaiah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter 22, verse 20. Isaiah 22 verse 20 that's the only time that reference is used in the bible before this time he says then it shall be in that day that i will call my servant eliakim the son of hilkiah i will clothe him with your rope and strengthen him with your belt i will commit your responsibility into his hand he shall be a father to the inhabitants of jerusalem and to the house of judah the key of the house of david i will lay on his shoulder so he shall open, and no one shall shut, and he shall shut, and no one shall open. So let's dig into that a little bit here. Now, Eliakim was protecting the king against somebody who had left the, the, the king's palace. And so for anybody coming into the king, king's court has to go through Eliakim. He had the key. Anybody want to access the king? He had the key to determine whether anybody was given access or was not given access. And here Jesus is saying that 
He is the one that has the key. He is the one that has the key to your life. He is the key, one that has the key to your family. He is the one that has the key to your finances. He is the one that has the key to your health. He is the one that has the key to the life of God. He is the one that can give you access to true fellowship with God. He is the one that can bring you into the presence of God. He is the man with the key. He is the one that can bring you into God's best. He is the one that can bring you into God's plan and God's purpose. He is the one that can bring you into all that God has planned and ordained. You cannot get anywhere in life without Jesus. He has a plan and he wants to bring you into God's very best, but he's the key man to get, literally, to get to God. He's the one with the key to see anything good in your life. You have to go through Jesus. And you see the kingdom of God functions on key. Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 16. Let's go, let's go there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 16. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Verse 19, he says, And I will give you key, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I have the keys. And I will give you those keys. You see, Christianity is not meant to be frustrating. When you have the keys, and when you know the one with the keys, you can go through any door that he opens. So many times, the tears that we shed, the frustrations that we go through is because we don't have the keys or don't know the one with the keys. For instance, when we finish service this morning, you go to your car, and when you go to your car, you have a key fob or you have the key to the car. You don't pray in tongues for the car to open. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know how to access the car. You put the key in or you press the, the key fob and the door opens. When you walk with the Lord, and he says he give us these keys, uh, it, 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 life becomes an adventure with Jesus. Walking with him to see and to experience all that he has planned and purpose. So he says, I have the keys. I'm the key man. Anything good you want to see in your life, God's plan, God's purpose, you'll have to go through Jesus. <laughs> Christianity, anytime you let go of Jesus, anytime you think you have a better plan than Jesus, anytime you let go of him, that's where the frustration begins. But so long as you cling to him and walk with him, you will see his hand at work in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So he goes on to say, 
I know your works. Verse 8. See, I've set before you an open door and no one can shut. I've set before you an open door and nobody can shut that door. When God opens a door, nobody can shut it. When Jesus opens a door, nobody can shut it. He says, I know your works. I know your activities. I know what you are involved in. And when I open the door, nobody can shut. Are you looking for an open door by God in any area of your life? Only he can. And this open door here can refer to the open door of salvation. We know that nobody can get to Jesus, to God, outside of Jesus. It can also mean an open door of service. For these people, they, had, they, they wanted to take as the mission and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to, to the east. And he's saying that I've set before you an open door. And you see, the way it's described here, when God opens the door, you can't miss it. It will be right before you. Sometimes you may be, you, you may be at, at, at a point in life where you trust God to open a door for you in a certain area. Maybe it might be an employment, it might be marriage, it might be uh, business, it might be leading even someone to the Lord. You trust that someone that you, are, you pray for will come to the Lord Jesus, to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you see, you don't sit down and wait for the door to open. You actually cooperate with the Lord Jesus Christ and wait on him. For instance, the Apostle Paul, in, he wanted to preach the gospel in, in, in Asia, so he starts by going through Ephesus and some of these places, and then he goes, he goes, he goes further north through Britannia, and all these places that he didn't have an open door till he got to Troas. And when he got to Troas, God opened the door, and mighty things began to happen. And sometimes also, like for instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, he says that, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. The door has opened, but there are a lot of enemies that want to hinder you or prevent you from entering that door. An adversary is an opponent. An adversary is someone who is arrayed against you. An adversary is an accuser. The door is open, but he wants to prevent you from going through that door. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, my Lord and my God, every door that God opens for you in any area of your life, in the name of Jesus, I see you going through that door. 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 In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. The door has opened. But there are many opponents. There are many ad adversaries.
You will go through those doors in Jesus' name. You will go through those doors in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A door has opened, but there are many, many adversaries. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go a step further. He says that in verse 8, for you have a little strength. Let, even on this open door, you see, sometimes we try to open the door ourselves. <laughs> let's, let's come there a little bit. We try to make a way for ourselves. Lord Jesus, I've waited and waited for and waited and waited for you to open this door. You haven't opened it. So now I'm going to open this door and force it myself. I've seen people do that and made shipwreck of their lives. Sometimes uh, for, for a young person, you trust God for, to bring the right person your way for you to marry. And while you are waiting, the temptation to yield in to somebody who comes along who is not a Christian. And somebody says, no, I'm, I'm going to open this door myself. Because this, 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 this door that I, that I look for to be open is not opening. The temptation to enter into a romantic relationship with someone who is not a Christian. I pray you will remain loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. And stand your ground. So let's go a step further. He says that, for you have a little strength. They were very, they had little strength, even from a numerical standpoint. But he says, you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Huh. You have kept my word, keeping the word. Keeping the, it's one thing to hear the word of God. It's another thing to keep the word of God. That word kept there is like a, a military person. How they, 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 they keep their territory from being invaded. You have kept my word. You have kept my word. It's easy to throw in the towel when you are tempted. It's easy to throw in the towel when you are undergoing pressure. It is go it's easy to throw in the towel when you are going through a test and a trial. And sometimes even things that you do not understand. But in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, make a decision like these people. This is one of the very few churches that he had nothing negative to say against them. He says, you have kept my word. You have kept my word. You have kept my word. Don't yield to the pressure. Don't yield to the temptation. Don't yield in a time of test and a trial. Make a decision that you will stand for God. Make a decision that you will keep the word of God. Make a decision that no matter what, you will stay with God. Lord, even when I don't understand, I am on your side. Even when I don't understand, I will stick with you. You have kept my word. Because with the temptation. God will give you a way of escape. I said with a temptation, God will give you a way of escape. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13, he says that no temptation has overtaken you. Except such as is common to man. 
But God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. With the test. With the trial. God will show you the way out. I said God will show you the way out. I said God will show you the way out. I said God will show you the way out. You've kept my word. May that be your testimony in Jesus' name. That you've kept the word of God. Let's go a step further. And then he says, And have not denied my name. We are getting to the point in history and in time where it's easy to deny the name of the Lord. But God, you see, in every generation, there's a remnant of people. A people that always stand for God in every generation. (laughs) And in this generation, you'll be counted as one of them. I said you'll be counted as one of them. You have kept my name. And then he says, indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not but lie, indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I love you. You see, when people come against you for serving the Lord Jesus Christ or when you stand in a time of test and trial, sometimes people will ask you, Why, what, what is about God? What is about Jesus that you still stay true to him? But eventually, those people will come around. And acknowledge that indeed God is with you. That indeed you are doing the right thing. At first they may not understand. At, at, at first they may not have a clear, clear picture. But sooner or later, like these people here, the, 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 these people say they, were, they call them the synagogue of Satan. They say they are Jews, but they are not. You can test them and try them. And you'll find out that they are not who they say they are. And those people are going to come around and bow down at your feet. Because you have kept my commandment to persevere. And they will know that I have loved you. People will soon know. You see, the love that you have for God is something that you should hold on to. And sooner or later, they will realize that as you stood for God, that Jesus really loves you. And that is something you should settle in your heart. That Jesus loves you. He loves you even before. He loved you even before. You came into the kingdom of God. And no matter what the situation is, I can assure you by the word of the living God that God, Jesus, loves you. Say that to yourself every day. Jesus loves me. Take a look at, at yourself in the morning before you step out 
and say, Jesus loves me. Practice the love of God before you go to bed. Jesus loves me. God loves me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And to know that I have loved you, but you have kept my commandment, command to persevere, to endure. Endurance. That's a word that we need to learn. Perseverance. You see, anybody can throw in the towel. Anybody can, 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 can give up. I'm not much into boxing, but I like, I like the scenarios. <laughs> in a boxing match, where maybe the third round, somebody gets knocked down. And then the guy shakes himself, shakes himself up and then rises up and gives the other person a knockout and takes him out or goes with him all the, the distance and eventually wins the race or wins the fight. You have kept my commandment to persevere, to endure. Because the thing is, you have need of endurance, especially in this work of faith. There is the need for endurance. There is the need for perseverance. If you are going to see the hand of God at work in your life, if you are going to receive that miracle, if you are going to go through that open door, there is the need for endurance. Notice what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Hebrews 10, 35. He says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Great reward. For you have need of endurance, verse 36, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. After you have received Done the will of God, you may receive the promise. What do you do between the time you say amen when you pray and the time that you actually hold on physically to what you believe for? You have need of endurance. You have need of endurance. What do you do when everybody is coming against you for standing for God? You have need for endurance. To stand your ground, you have need. After you have done the will of God, you have need of endurance so you may receive. So you may receive. So you may receive. Don't cast away your confidence. He has great recompense of reward. Like it's coming towards you quickly. It's coming towards you. There is a great reward for endurance. Don't give up. I said don't give up. Jesus is coming your way. So he says that you have endured because you have kept my word, my command to persevere. Now I'm also going to do something. I will also keep you. I will keep you. Jesus says to you, he will keep you because you stood your ground. He will also keep you. He will also protect you. He will also preserve you. 
from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. We just come out of a pandemic. It went all over the whole earth. If God kept you through that, he will still keep you. I said, if God kept you through that, he will still keep you. No matter what is coming ahead. Because you stood for me. Because you stood your ground. I will also keep you. 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 Put your life into God's hand. He will not mismanage it. <laughs> I'll repeat it again. Put your life into God's hand. He will not mismanage it. Uh, how many of us realize God has a lot of experience? He's been doing this for a long time. He's not a novice at this. And he was here before you and I got here. Put your life into his hand. You've been trying to manage it on your own. And maybe it's not working out so well. Turn it around and give it to Jesus. And say from now, from today, Jesus, my life is in your hands. I know you can do a better job than I have been doing. I entrust my life into your hands. Take my life and do something with it. Take my life and glorify yourself through it. Take my life and magnify yourself through my life. He will keep you from the hour of trial which is coming upon the whole world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go a step further. And then he says, verse 11, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast. You can lose what you have. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. That word for crown is Stephanos. If your name is Stephanie or Stephen, your name comes from that. Hold fast what you have. What God has given you. Don't let go. Hold it with a tight grip, your victory. Everything that is available for you in redemption. Hold fast to it. Don't let it go. It's very easy to let go. Hold fast you up that no one may take your crown. That means that there's a possibility you can lose your crown. <laughs> it's one thing to start the Christian race. All joyful. Remember when you first got saved? Oh Lord Jesus, thank you in my life. I'll do anything for you. Like Joe, one time they were in a store with, with um, my wife, and then uh, he saw something and he said, Look, please get this for me. If you get this for me, I'll do anything for you. <laughs> I'll do anything for you. <laughs> so remember that, Jesus, I'll do anything for you. <laughs> so hold fast. <laughs> That no one takes your crown. It's one thing to start. It's one thing to start the year. 
It's one thing to continue. Receive that grace to continue in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Apostle Paul says in Acts 26, verse 22, he says, Therefore, having obtained help from God to this day, I stand, witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophets and Moses said will come. Having obtained help from God, the classic in James says, I continue. I continue. Having obtained help. Sometimes I've seen people, they even lead others to the Lord. Yeah, maybe they are kids, they are grandkids, and then later on, they get away from it. Or other young people. No, 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 no. Hold fast to Jesus. That nobody take your, takes your crown. <laughs> Having obtained help, the Apostle Paul went through a lot of difficulties in an effort to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus. He describes describe some of them in, in, in Corinthians. Things that some of us have not even faced. And even for these people in Philadelphia and some of these other churches. But he says, having obtained help, I continue. That's the key. Continuity. Consistency. Working with the Lord. Having obtained help from God, I continue. So hold fast. So that nobody takes your crown. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And then verse 12 says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. It means a lot to these people because of the earthquakes and the tremors that they had. They kept having to go out of the city. They had instability. So he's saying that the one who keeps my name, and, and it says, I will make him a pillar. I will give him stability. And he shall go out no more. Do you have instability in your life? Jesus is the only one that can give you stability. I said Jesus is the only one that can give you stability. I will make him stable. I will make him a pillar. In some of these, in these buildings, they, had, they used a pillar... For support. And in some of these buildings, they use also a pillar. Sometimes the pillar will in a, in a building, the pillar might be the main thing that supports it. The building. Or sometimes a pillar might be the main thing that is just for, for beauty. But regardless, he says that I will make him a pillar. I will make your life count in the kingdom of God. And obviously, uh, in, in, obviously in, 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 in when we get to heaven as well, you will be a pillar, he's saying. But while you're on the earth also, I'll make you a pillar. I'll give you stability. That's one thing that we look, look for, stability. But it can only come from God. Sometimes you get to that place, maybe you get discouraged. You are at the point of, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of my life? Why am I here? Why am I going? God has a plan. I said, God has a plan. God has a plan. I will make him a pillar 
in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. Because they kept going in and out of the city. And I'll write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven for my God. The king, at, at some point, the emperor Tiberius came to, came to take over, and they gave Philadelphia a new name. And then somebody, and, and actually Tiberius, because of the, the situation that they were in, made them not pay taxes for five years. That's a generous thing in any generation. <laughs> not paying Uncle Sam for five years. How would you like that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> and another person came along and they changed the name to Flavia. But later on, the name Philadelphia starts. So they had a reputation of having name changes. So he says to these people that look, I will give a right on him the name of my God. And of the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of my name. Out of heaven for my God. And I'll write on him my new name. My new name. An identity that comes from Jesus. And then this, he wraps up by saying, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And he says that to all of them. Have an ear for hearing what the Spirit of God is saying to all the churches. Sometimes what looks like an open door is not an open door. The idea there is that he has, like, like you go down a hallway and you keep knocking on those doors to see which ones will open. Sometimes what looks like an open door is not of God. When Jesus opens the door, it will be right before you. He will keep you from the hour of trial, which is coming upon the whole world. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 15, he says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the well, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Jesus will keep you from the evil one. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And he says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Because you've kept my word, you will be vindicated. You will be kept. And you see, God has an agenda for each and every one of us. To have an open door all the days of our lives. But how do we sustain an open door? Three, three things. One, keep following the leading of the Lord. Keep following the leading of the Lord. Psalm 23, verse 6. He says, Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. Keep following 
the leading of the Lord. Don't lead yourself. <laughs> Sometimes the results of that are not good. Allow God to lead you. Notice he says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Somebody said Jesus can't tell me anything. Nobody can tell me anything. Well, you are in trouble if you are like that. <laughs> it makes me. It must, you should be able to be made to lie down, to be led. <laughs> Allow yourself to lead. He will never lead you wrong. He will never lead you the, down the wrong path. He says, thank you, Lord Jesus. In John chapter 10, verse 4, John 10, verse 4, John 10, verse 4. He says that, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. The sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Your ability to be led by God, by Jesus, will determine whether you fulfill God's plan and purpose or not. He leads his sheep. He leads his sheep. Allow God to lead you. Isaiah 48 verse 21. Notice what the Bible says. It says that, they And they did not test. When he led them through the deserts, he caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock, and the waters gushed out. When he led them, they did not test. Are you thirsty? <laughs> when he led them through the desert, are you in a dry place? He caused the waters to flow from the rock for them. He also split the rock and the waters gushed out. Allow God to lead you all the days of your life. And you see, when God is leading, the doors will open. Psalm 24, verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. When God is leading you, every door before you that is closed, that is supposed to be open, in the name of Jesus, he says he will cause those gates to be open. No door can be shut against the king of glory. Lift up all you gates and be lifted up you everlasting doors. Every door that have been closed before you for a very long time that is supposed to be open in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus as you allow God to lead you those doors, I see them opening. Let the king of glory come in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And to sustain an open door, keep serving God and the interests of his kingdom first and as a priority. All the time, God first, a God first mentality in every area of your life. The Bible says in Job chapter 36, verse 11, he says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. In other words, they will have an open door all throughout their lives. And their years in pleasure. 
just keep obeying. That is the, 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 the thing that makes the difference in the Christian line. It's one thing to have the word of God. It's another thing to decide that I'm going to obey and do the word of God. That's what makes the difference. If they obey and serve him, they suspend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. But if they do not obey, they shall perish by the sword and they shall die without knowledge. Receive the grace to walk in total obedience in Jesus' name. Receive the grace to walk in total obedience in Jesus' name. Haggai chapter 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. These people, they did not, they, 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 all they did was went about their business. No thought for God. In Haggai chapter 1, verse 3, it says that, look, these people had gotten to a place. Verse 3, it says that, then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, is it time for you yourself to dwell in your panel houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You are so much and bring in letter, verse 6, you eat and you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is one. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put it into a bag with holes. The God and his house is not foremost on these, these people, their minds. So their income comes and something drains it. You look for much, verse 9, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew my wife, says the Lord, because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruits. The door is shut. If Jesus shut it, God shut it, no one can open it. So, if the one who, we call him the key man, <laughs> who has the keys, get on his side. <laughs> Make him your friend. <laughs> if the heavens withhold the dew and the earth withholds its fruit, you are going nowhere quick. <laughs> but thank God, some of us have decided to cooperate with him. Amen. I said some of us have decided to cooperate with him. Amen. With God, little becomes much. Without God, much reduces to nothing. I'll repeat it again. With God, little is much. Without God, much reduces. God is not out to diminish us. God is out to increase us. If you serve the Lord and the interests of his kingdom, you keep an open door all the days of your life. Exodus 23, verse 25 to 26, he says that, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No company offers that. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. That's God's plan and purpose. And then three, maintain the joy of the Lord. Maintain the joy of the Lord. Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, you will show me the path of life in your presence. Is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures evermore. He will show you the path of life. In your presence, there is the fullness of joy. That is the one of the hallmark of us as children of God. Joy. Joy. 
joy. Exude joy. <laughs> Don't go about like you've been baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> Be joyful. Joy is attractive. <laughs> Be joyful. In your presence is fullness of joy. I'm full of joy. I've, God has not, I've, I've not diminished by following Jesus, by serving him. I've actually increased. <laughs> I said I've increased. When you make a decision to follow Jesus, you don't decrease, you increase. Amen. I see you increasing in Jesus' name. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, he says that, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no head in the stalls, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Joy. Joy. Maintain your joy. Maintain your joy. Though there is no harvest, I will rejoice. Verse 19, the Lord God is my strength. He'll make my feet like deer's feet and he'll make me walk on my high hill. Joy. Joy. Joy, joy. You will walk before every open door that God has for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. And every day you are making decisions. But I pray in the name of Jesus as you decide, may you not go through the wrong door. May you go through the right door. And when Jesus opens the door, nobody can shut in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. God is so good. God's, God's word is good, isn't it? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank God for his word. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.